Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, ladies. So today we have our guest with us, Claire Huey. She's an international sales expert, trainer, and speaker who has led multi-seven-figure sales teams to close over $9 million in high-ticket sales and $4 million just during 2020 alone. So that's pretty insane. She's been teaching coaches how to have permission-based sales conversation um, that results in consistent 10, 20, upwards of $50,000 months by empowering coaches to confidently stand in their highest value and double their closing rates, which who the hell doesn't want to increase closing rates? I think it's so fun because just knowing like you for just this little time that we have, here's what I like. Because I feel like when you hear this kind of stuff and you hear like big numbers, high ticket items, sales, you think of like some super like serious, like, I don't know, analytical number, all that kind of stuff, which maybe you do those things still, but then, but your personality is so just like, let's freaking party, you know? (laughs) So I like that. Let's have fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, of course, it's like, who doesn't think a $50,000 a month is fun? So let's find out how this happened. How did you get started doing training and sales and all that kind of stuff? Obviously, you have the personality for sales. Oh, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I kind of think it's, it's, um, been an, I, I wouldn't say it's natural. Like I'm, I'm extroverted, but just because you're an extrovert doesn't mean you can sell necessarily. Right. Like, so I, thank you for that introduction. And I have to just also say like the numbers sound great, but it, it was not like that when I first started. And, <laughs> right. Uh, it's like, I got a $9 sale. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like that was, if I had that back in the day, that was lucky. <laughs> But I, it all sounds great. But when I first started, like from college until I really started learning how to sell, it was about 15 years. Um, I sucked. (laughs) It was really, I was really bad. Um, in fact, it's like almost tax season right about now. And I was looking (laughs) at my, my like past returns and in 2014, like this is just the magic of numbers. I made $14,000 that year. Wow. And um, that is now I have, you know, regularly 14 K plus months. Yeah. So the, the, it wasn't always like that. I mean, and, and if you look at my Instagram, like you scroll down, like scroll, scroll, scroll. I used to be in the health and fitness industry and I just was, I had a lot of accolades. Like I was a Lululemon ambassador, which if I'm sure probably wearing those pants right now, like I'm surprised I'm not wearing them right now. Um, I was the only head strength and conditioning coach that was a woman in Denver public schools. I, um, was a writer, contributor, and model for yoga journal. And I had like, so those are pretty dang good credentials, Yeah, but I was poor. I was like, I literally, like, that's not even a joke. I was like, so 14 K a year. I don't know how I was surviving. And it really changed for me when I just, I hit a bottom. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I, I'm, if I had like an accident or like sprained my ankle or something, I would have just been so like, um, just like impoverished. I would have not been okay. So I did the scary thing. I made a strong decision that I need to figure out my, my shit. I needed to yeah. figure out how to market. I need to figure out how to sell. And so I invested in a business coach. The payment was more than my car payment. So I literally was like gambling. Yeah. Like, okay, either I make this work and I have my car or I don't have a car because I had to start making money right away. And within three months as a fitness coach, I I had my first $6,000 a month. So Mm -hmm. like, let's think about, 
a $6,000 a month when you're making $14,000 a year. I mean, it was like the potential and like my understanding of money, what was possible exploded. Like it just, it was a totally different, like it just changed my life. So that's how it started. I, 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 got so good at sales. My coaches at the time hired me to run their sales department, which was like just me. But then the other entrepreneurs saw that I was doing great. And uh, I just kind of kept getting asked on different teams. And now I'm um, a department head for a multi-seven-figure all-women's business team. I run my own business teaching coaches, service providers, course creators, how to sell more authentically and close more sales without being sleazy and like gross. And Amen. yeah, right. Yeah. I think that I love that you said my energy is different because like you hear those numbers and you think like, to me, like I even hearing that I'm like, yeah, it sounds like super like, like douchey, yeah, you know, But what I will say is so much of how I communicate and what I teach entrepreneurs to do is how to communicate value that's authentic to them. And I am, yeah, I am extroverted. I'm a party. Like I have fun. If you're not having fun selling your services, you are doing it wrong. Right. So... So I'm curious to know, so like the the person that sold you his coaching service that got you started had to be really good. Oh yeah. It broke. (laughs) So it had to be like. The funny thing is, is that um, it was actually a couple, like they were in business together. They were a couple. They, they taught, they were, their, their claim to fame is like teaching people how to speak. Yeah. And this is also why I'm so adamant about teaching people sales. Cause there's like kind of this vein that's floating around like, Oh, I only work with my dream clients and I get DMS of $15,000. And by the way, like I'm, if that is happening, great. I love that. A good for you. Like I celebrate that. I celebrate all women and their success. Yeah, yeah. But for me, I kind of like, you know, I wasn't a full body. Hell yes. When I talked to my person, I was scared. Yeah. I was scared. I was so scared. And the, the fact that, um, so it was the wife that talked to me, the fact that she stood in the fire with me, like yeah. she, she wasn't scared of getting real with me and putting truth in front of me. Because the truth was, if I didn't change then, if she didn't hold my hand in my fear, then I would be exactly at that same place. I'd be worse. I would be working at Target, which if you work at Target, I love that. You get probably get great discounts. I was like, I got to figure it out. Like, do I work at Target? But I'm really grateful that I wasn't spiritually bypassed, meaning like, yeah. like, oh, I don't want to talk to people unless they're a hell, hell yes. Like most people are not actually a hell yes. Most people have limiting beliefs. And you, you tell me the person that doesn't actually have limiting beliefs, they're probably sitting in a diaper in a mountain meditating. Like mm-hmm. most people have some kind of belief system. And so when I work with coaches, it really is about you know, not convincing, like you're not, I'm, I do not teach people to like, Hey, like, why don't you and like give some fake sense of urgency or like anything like that. But it is about teaching people how to have clear communication to have honesty and to be a leader, which is like, you know, being a leader is not easy. It's laying out truth and being willing to like have hard conversations, which I think sales can be. Well, I, I think with sales too, it's like, I mean, 
I don't know. I was the kid in high school that like all like I liked the sales things. And I was like, you know, right out of college, let's sell cutco knives and like all this stuff, yeah. you know? Even from like I even like many, many years back, any sales training you hear, it's like they're the same. The bones of them are the same, right? right? You feel felt found and you're, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, like the urgency and all that kind of stuff, where it's like the art of sales is like the same since the beginning of time, right? right? But it's like, I think people think that that's all it is, right? So it's like, as long as I say these right words, these magical words, or I follow this thing, then I'm going to get the sale. <laughs> it's like, no, okay. that's just this like is... a structure that you... Right. But isn't it... And it's also, you know, coming from what? Like, just when you read the the word sales and like redefine, you know, replace sales because it could sound like icky and gross and you're like, I don't want to do this. But what if you replace that word with like something that really resonates with you? Like, this is me offering my service. Like you're coming from a place of service. And like, you know, it's just kind of reframing some of the language because some of these words can have a negative connotation. I think, you know, when we look at, you know, think of sales, it's like that, that slimy, sleazy used salesman or car salesman. It's like push, push, push until you get your way. And finally, you're just like, to get this guy to shut up, just take my credit card. But then <laughs> yeah, there's like right, that yeah. buyer's regret. And then, it, you know, honestly, it's just a poor experience on both ends. Cause do you really want to just get the transaction or do you want to make a transformation? So it's a, you know, double edge, like, what are you really going after? Um, but I think also for people that are into the like resistance to sales, it could also come down to their value of self-worth and like actually asking for what they want. But right. if you had like, I've had conversations with people. And I'm just like, so what do you want? And they're like, uh, 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 and there's like this hesitation and they're like, I, I don't even know. So like that could just be of something like, you know, what do you want in life? Like, what is the vision for yourself? Like kind of just, you know, thinking big. Right. And if they can't answer that, so how could they actually ask with conviction? I would like to change your life. I would like to help you with X, Y, and Z. So those are the asks that replace the form of service. But when we we're still caught up on the word sales and that's right. the sticking point. So how do you navigate that? Well, I I love that you're saying that. And I also, I want to touch on um, what Aaron was saying around, like if this formula hasn't died, like it's, Mm -hmm. it is, I mean, like the, the bones of a sales conversation is like, what is our goal? What's our vision? What's the challenge? I mean, that like, literally that's like the spine, the heart and the lungs. Like that's all you really need. But what I say again and again to my clients, when I teach, I teach this in my 90 day program, when I teach coaches how to close more sales it really is. It doesn't matter. You could, in fact, right now you could Google sales script and you'd have like 50 pages of like PDFs or whatever. And here's what I say. You, it, it doesn't matter what you say. It matters less about what you say. Cause a script is a script. Like that's it. But what I teach my clients is it's not what you're saying. It is who you are being mm-hmm. that matters more. Who are you being? underneath the words, like, how are you showing up? How are you willing to hold space? How are you willing to get curious? How are you being a leader? That matters more than anything. In fact, people who do that well, I've seen them have, and I'm doing quotation marks, do the sales script wrong and still convert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and of course it's like most people are in the middle. They need some structure and they need the inner working to understand. It's like two wings of a bird. You need both, most people, when they first start. So I wanted to add to that. And then to answer your, your, your question, Rachel, like about the word sales, 
I will also just say I'm not actually a big proponent of like moving around the vernacular. Like I do sometimes interchange the word enrollment, an offer, like those are kind of softer ways and saying sales. But I also like, I think it's important that we normalize sales. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think sales are normal, and I don't care if you are like, I'm a, I'm a stay at home mom, or I'm a teacher or whatever. And I've got great examples for that. Sales is happening everywhere. Right. It's happening whether you are on board and awake or in a coma. It's happening regardless. So if you're a mom, you are selling the idea to your kids that broccoli tastes good. Okay. You're selling the idea that going to bed is a good idea, right? Because that's what sales is. Sales just whether it's you're receiving money or it's you're receiving somebody's yes into an idea, it, that sales is sales. If you're a teacher, because my husband has been a a math teacher for 15 years, I was able to retire him with this career. But um, he, like, I was, I realized that he was in sales too, because he was like, I'm a teacher, I don't do sales. I'm like, yeah, you are. You sell the idea that math is fun. Like, he was, that was his thing. Like, math is fun. Like, I make it fun for the kids. I'm like, oh, you don't think you're in sales? You're selling literally every day, you're selling the idea that kids can have fun learning. They need to come to school. Like you're in sales, honey. So I just want to make, I want to take, because here's the thing. If we take the vernacular out, we take the word sales out, it's still existing. We're still transacting money for services. So instead of like pretending it's not there, it's more about understanding it so that we can be empowered by it and not feel victimized. Like, Oh, somebody sold me. Like, that like we have to get the tools so that we don't feel taken advantage of. We have to get the right. knowledge so that we're not, you know, swindled or whatever. Right. Like no one's mad that they were ever sold anything unless it was garbage. <laughs> then right. you're mad that right. you were sold something that doesn't work or wasn't a legitimate thing. So, right. um, and I think today, so I don't know if you're like the coaches that you're working with are doing more, you know, person to person, face to face phone calls or like, online, but I imagine, I feel like, um, like with social media, it's so grimy <laughs> and like, right. Cause people like the way that they sell sometimes is it's not even like authentic at all or creative right. or kind of like, even like, I don't know, like I'll read some people's posts that it's very clear what their intent is, but it's about them. Mm-hmm. Right. Where it's like, I, blah, 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 blah. Right. And so if you would like more information about this product, right. But it's like, but you just told me about like how this will help you if I'm interested in your right. product. Right. And so it's like, I feel like on sales. So like a lot, you just see it where it's more like me, 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 me. Right. Like here I am. Right? This is my right. business. I've created this. I'm amazing. And you can do it too. Maybe, yeah. if you're, you know, where it's like, okay, like that's not really moving right. me to want to contact you at all, you know? Right. So and I guess though, so, like, how would you say like, if people are online, like, cause to me, I think it's too much. I feel like people make it curious enough that you want to reach out. I feel like they're just like, here's everything. Mm-hmm. Please like well, me and reach out. <laughs> right. Like they I don't want to do the steps that it's like, right? right. Like the long, the long game kind of. Well, I mean, I, th- I think that's also just the result of our culture. Like we want to just microwave our food and like, you know, have a turkey, you know, <laughs> like I don't recommend that, like don't microwave a turkey. But I mean, I think that is, uh, and, and I, I think it's like an, I will say it's an honest mistake. I think people yeah. just don't understand right. that 
you know, um, and I, I love that you did the me, 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 me. Like <laughs> a, a lot of times, whether you're selling on Instagram, social media, um, I do support people in like the art of selling in the DMs. I do teach people how to have conversations like on Zoom or on the phone. It's really a combination right. of both. But what I will say is the the thing, the overarching thing, whether it's in, a, in an instant message or whatever, wherever it is, doesn't matter. If you're making it a monologue, nobody really wants to hear you sing, honey. Like it's more of a dialogue mm-hmm. is what I encourage. And like, that's also like what I notice goes wrong is that it's a monologue about me. And that's also the same thing that makes things salesy and convincing when it's a dialogue, when you're talking with somebody versus talking at somebody when you learn the skill of having dialogue that is intentional, informed, aware, that's where transformation happens. Like, and I, I can't even like take the full responsibility for that. I'm a huge yogi. Um, mm. I, I was in health and fitness. I still practice yoga. I still like, you know, go far all the way with that. But one of the things that my, my teacher and I, I practice a type of yoga that's very specific. It's like alignment yoga and but I went, you know, I went to Core Power. I got my 200-hour training at Core Power. I love, like, you know, a, a jam and, like, Warrior two inhale, exhale. Blah. I love the whole thing. But what I noticed is that I was getting stuck and injured in my, my, like, my flow practice. I was, like, I wanted to do bigger, more complicated poses, but I just didn't have the ed- education. And so when I started practicing and I got the strategy – alignment is like teaching how your bones line up and like, like where your positioning should be. And one of the things my teacher always said was like, to get where you want to go, you have to be and the transformation, like the pose to do it well, it needs to be informed. You need to know like, okay, where does this bone go? Right. And so if you think about sales, okay, where do I, where do I start to lead this person? And where do I let them tell me like, what questions do I ask? So that's like the strategy that's information. And then the other piece is awareness. Like if I don't know where my arm is, (laughs) how can I do handstand, right? If I don't know where my arms or legs are in space, like how is that possible? So to me, so if the question is, don't be a monologue, be a dialogue. Well, how do I have a dialogue? You need to be informed. You need to know how to have the conversation. And you also need to develop a deep awareness. Like like I, I also hate to say like social skills, like, but that's a little bit what I teach as well. Like, yeah, where do I actually, is it okay for me to be a leader and be impactful and, and, and point something out to somebody without being pushy? Like there is like a, a skill set and, yeah. and not everybody's skilled in that, but you, it's a skill. You can learn skills. Right. I think to like, just like the verbiage that people use. I think that's why like people need coaches like you to like yes. tell them. Cause like people like have a hard time expressing, right. Cause it's not a natural thing sometimes. So, and people get excited and it's like, right. Fire hose people like I got this blah, 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 instead of knowing like the right verbiage to use. Right. And like some words you say, just set off red flags in people's minds. And they're like, right. Oh, I don't want to like, hear that or whatever it is. So I think, yeah, it's it's like one of those things, like you said, sales is so natural. Everybody's doing it all the time anyways, but we're doing it naturally in in what we do in math or being a mom or whatever. But then when you're consciously focused on having something else that you're trying to sell, it's like 
we lose that just keep it cool kind yeah, of thing. that authenticity, <laughs> right? Like it's just yeah. being authentically you, like, you know, mm-hmm. going back to, I love that you brought that up about, you know, your husband and the math, because we're always selling something. It's, it's our own beliefs and we're just projecting them onto people and eventually, right. you know, thinking, well, if I believe it and I'm excited about it and I'm passionate about it, hopefully my energy, my enthusiasm is magnetic and people are going to be attracted. Like, well, I want what she's got. Right. So right. it's kind of just living in that organic, authentic space versus feeling like, well, here, this is awesome. And they're like, oh, shit, I could. Right. Well, it's right. it really is cool because it does this. And it's like you just took the whole like suck of the enthusiasm out and you put on like your car salesman like hat and now to had to pretend to be something different when right. it's just the flow. It's the flow right. of energy. So have a conversation. And if having conversations feel like like icky or whatever, then you're probably in the wrong business then. Like right. maybe you need to, I, like for your business to grow, maybe that's not the position that you are best suited for. So if you're in a business, maybe you bring somebody on who excels at sell, sales and doesn't have that kind of a block, right? And so if right. that's not your strength, pull back and recognize like where your lane is and thrive in there and start filling in your team with the correct people in your position that could do all the things necessary for you know, the business to thrive and grow and scale. Right. I love that. And I love what you're saying too, about the, just the natural energy. And also Aaron mentioned like, like the fire hose, I'm a fire hose person. Like I'm, believe me, excited. I get super excited and I can just like, even here, like you could probably feel me like just like <laughs> ramping up. And also what's interesting about sales conversations is that we are excited. You should be excited about what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're not excited about it, then there's something wrong. Yeah. And there is a skill set in being able to communicate in a way where you're not fire hosing somebody because people, they get, they, they get oversaturated fast. Mm -hmm. So if you're just like spouting off and, and like that's monologue, right? The fire hose is like, it's like just Mm. shooting the water straight at you. There is like, um, like a, like a pace and there is like a flow of water is a great analogy. You don't want to be fire hosing. It's more like a, like a river, like you, you, you want to have it flowing and ebbing in and out and knowing and understanding that. And I think it's, yeah, I mean, most people don't really have the, the, under, the deeper understanding. And again, what I train my clients on, of course, I give them sale, the strategies, sales, like things and scripts and all that. But that's like, that's only half of it. Because if you aren't understanding who you're being innately, like what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are, then you can't actually be informed enough in the future to be consistent. And like, that's a lot of the challenge that I help my clients with. They're, they're noticing they're not consistent with their sales. And to me, that speaks a lot about a gap in understanding who they are and also how they're showing up and how they're doing it. So that's, that's what I notice. Hmm. Yeah. So, so many tips and takeaways in this because it, it, you know, such, so much value as well, because you know, just coming at it from the right perspective, learning to know the boundaries of like, you know, where your non-negotiables are like, okay, if this is not who, you know, I need to sell to, this isn't my ideal situation. So, you know, obviously there's, there's so much goodness in this episode and we'd love for our listeners to follow along with you and learn more about you. So how can they connect with you and uh, possibly work with you? Yeah. Awesome. So you can find me on Instagram. Like that's my jam. I'm on there regularly with many trainings and I do have a special gift for any listeners here. So if you follow me and you would love, if you would love to have a masterclass, 
a training that I did on how to hear yes without hesitation. I did a special training um, a couple of weeks ago, and it was an incredible training. People are already just like loving the results we're getting from it. If you want to send me a DM with a master class, like in big, big, bold letters, then I'm happy to get you that recording, get you the, the free training. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being our guest. And I know that we're going to, you're going to hear from people and just put all this stuff in the show notes. So I just want to thank you again. And just so much goodness here. So if you love this episode, join us inside the Confident Woman Community Group. And this is where all the conversations take place. So thanks again. We appreciate you so much listening to our podcast. If you love what you've been hearing from us and looking forward to future content, make sure you take a few minutes to subscribe, like our podcast and review the Confident Woman podcast. We appreciate it so, so much. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. Um, For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Erin underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.